Chapter Twenty One of the Story of the Thirteen Colonies. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ruhi Hak. The Story of the Thirteen Colonies by H. A. Gerber. Around the World after the voyages of the cabots in fourteen ninety seven to fourteen ninety eight the english for some time took little interest in the new world but in the middle of the sixteenth century several noted seamen visited america one of these men was hawkins who brought over from africa a cargo of negroes he sold these as slaves to the spaniards in the west indies until then prisoners of war had often been sold as slaves and the indians on the newly discovered islands had as we have seen found cruel taskmasters in their colonists but as these savages were not used to hard work they soon died hawkins fancied he was doing a very wise thing in bringing negroes over from africa to replace them indeed he was so proud of this idea that he had a slave painted on his coat of arms and said like columbus that it was much better for the negroes to be slaves among christians than free among heathens it was thus that the negro slave trade began and for two hundred and fifty years slave ships plied to and fro across the atlantic ocean bringing over countless colored people who were first sold to the spaniards and later to the americans the english were so anxious to discover a northwest passage to india that is a way to sail through and around the northern part of america that they sent frobisher out to search for it in fifteen seventy six he sailed northward until he came to the bay which still bears his name he landed there and to his delight found some yellow ore which he carried home this was what is now known as fool's gold or pyrites but the english thinking it was still gold quickly sent out a ship to bring home a whole cargo of the worthless stuff some time after this visit of frobisher's davis sailed still further north only to be driven back by the ice in the strait which still bears his name although he did not know it davis had discovered the entrance to the long-sought northwest passage but it could never be used to reach asia as people hope on account of the great icebergs which block it up nearly all the year another great english seaman of this time was francis drake who first sailed with the slave trader hawkins when he came to the spanish settlements in the west indies in mexico and saw how much gold was shipped to spain he wanted to get some of it for his country too he therefore set out with several vessels and although war had not yet been declared between england and spain he boldly attacked the spanish colonies and ships and secured much booty when war broke out drake became more daring than ever and running unexpectedly into the spanish ports he began plundering then setting fire to the shipping he sailed off again after thus singeing the king of spain's beard as he called it during one of his many journeys drake landed on the isthmus of panama where climbing the mountains he was the first englishman to behold the pacific ocean 
about fifty years after it had been seen by balboa in the course of his piratical expeditions drake sailed through the strait of magellan into the pacific ocean and after securing much booty from the spaniards in peru coasted about until he came to the californian bay which still bears his name he called this part of the country new albion and made such friends with the indians there that they invited him to stay and be their king but drake was anxious to carry his treasures home for as he knew a spanish fleet was lying in wait for him near the strait of magellan he boldly crossed the pacific and went back by way of the cape of good hope he was thus as he said the first englishman who ploughed a furrow around the globe queen elizabeth was so proud of this fact that she knighted drake on board of his own ship the pelican and graciously accepted all the stolen jewels he gave her in fifteen eighty the pelican was carefully preserved for about one hundred years and when it fell to pieces a chair was made from its timbers and given to the oxford university where it can still be seen as for drake he lived to continue his journeys some time longer and to take part in the great naval battle against the spanish armada and he finally perished while on his way to make an attack on the west indies end of around the world